We're live. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Broski Talk podcast um, with the music producer, Dre Knight, who is not here. We don't know if he's coming. Uh, I don't even know who that is, but he left us hanging and uh, we waited from 6 p.m. until now, you know, we waited for two hours and it didn't show up. Usually we do the podcast every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You guys can watch us live on YouTube and you can also listen to us on Apple Music, Spotify and all that shit online, you know. So today we we're going to do this podcast with this music producer. He worked with several famous artists that I don't even know because I forgot his bio, but a bunch of artists in like 2018 or 2008 and he's rich now apparently. But he's not here. Maybe he'll hop on, like, eventually. Right? Exactly. Um, And I don't know if I should keep my mic here, because I feel like if I keep it here, it covers my face. And then here is a little better. But anyways... Um, I have a new monitor now, so like my camera is down here instead of there. Yeah, I've been grinding. 
tell me about that. Tell me about that. And explain it to people too so other people understand what you're talking about. Go watch us go watch our podcast if you don't know who he is. Next, keep going. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll say the amount. It's like more than a thousand bucks. It's it's between a thousand to ten thousand. There's different programs and stuff. You don't need it, bro. You have a friend that has 200,000 subscribers. You know people that have a million subscribers. You you have all the resources out there for you. You do not need to pay a guy for like for him to tell you what to do when you really like know what you have to do. But but I want to know what they said. Mhm. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who said that? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But on this call, Arlen like records a video and, and Tristan plays it to you, right? He didn't show you that? Oh, interesting. Okay. So you just talked to Tristan. You didn't even talk to Arlen. Okay.
Okay. They do that for free, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, and you can learn about storytelling. I mean, I saw, I saw like, I saw a video about storytelling, and it was really interesting. Like all that shit we learn in school about storytelling, like in high school and stuff, we never use it again. But it's actually useful. Like about the climax and all that shit, we should try to have that in every video where it's like, like the whole story is trying to bring up the climax to a certain point where you achieve the climax, and then when you're there, then it, yeah. Uh, yeah, like on YouTube, you're trying to hold the climax to the last second, you know, so people watch the whole thing. So, like, I was watching this guy talk about that. It was really interesting because really at the end of the day, you're just trying to keep people watching as much as you can. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah, no, it it is that. Like they are, they have to be really good, really engaging and making the person want to see what the fuck's going to happen, you know? And then the thumbnail and the title has to be, yeah. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Mm hmm Did Tristan tell you all of that? Okay. Mm hmm Mm hmm True. But I bet I bet if Jared West was posting more and being more consistent, Jared West, for you guys that don't know, is another guest that we brought here on the channel, has a YouTube channel, and is doing some videos about entrepreneurship and making money online and stuff. And um, really smart. He's like 16, and he's made over like $100,000. Like, he's really, really smart. And if he was posting more, he would be, he would be like probably – with more than a hundred thousand subscribers now, you know, it's just that he's not putting the time in. Yeah. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. And if he keeps doing that, it's still gonna work. Like he's just he just probably doesn't want to do it, or he's just procrastinating it. You know? Yeah, because because YouTube is passive income. Once the video's up there, it's getting views. You're making money without doing anything. You know? So yeah. Yeah, but he could be making more, bro, if he just worked a little more. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, but you got to build credibility for you to be able to charge someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've been editing this video um, videos for this guy named Eric Feng, and he is like the Gary V of Asia, has thousands of followers, probably even millions of followers. And um he was talking about and like I have to watch every fucking podcast that he does because I'm editing them, right? So I watch the whole thing and I rewatch it several times because like you were when you edit a video, you have to like make cuts and stuff. It's like a live stream, like hours kinda. And he talks to his clients and stuff. But he was saying that you gotta have a lot of knowledge on one subject. And when you have a lot of knowledge on one subject, you divide that knowledge into three categories. One category is the free knowledge, and it's just the the surface. It's a lot of stuff, but you don't go deep in details about it. You make them one more, right? But you give out a lot as well. But you don't give out the exact, like the exact, um, like the exact details, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the second layer. The second layer are the people that are going to, for example, join your Facebook community and they're going to engage with you more and they're going to, you know, follow you everywhere and they're going to watch all your live streams and they're going to, um, they're going to like DM you and they're going to pay for, for example, like, uh, the monthly subscription on channels on YouTube that, you know, how you can like subscribe on YouTube now and pay a few bucks a month for you for the creator or like pay for your patreon account and stuff so they would have access to this um exclusive content right so so that's the second layer the the exclusive content of people paying a few bucks a month yeah you can do that with youtube now yeah and then actually i'm not sure if you can have exclusive content on youtube i know that you can pay a monthly fee like a monthly thing I mean, like people like watchers can pay like 
a certain amount per month to, to the YouTubers. I don't know exactly what they get from that. But anyways, however you want to do it, like it could be through YouTube, it could be through Patreon, it could be through fucking PayPal. It doesn't matter. And you send them the video. Whatever it is, that's the second layer where you um, you you sell this exclusive content where you teach a little bit more. Then there's the one-on-one. And the one-on-one is where you pay a lot. Like you charge a lot for you to have a one-on-one call with someone where you're going to go, you're going to tell them everything you know, and you're going to teach them exactly how you do it. So this is exactly what Arlen Moore is doing. He has his YouTube channel where he teaches stuff for free and his Instagram and shows his lifestyle and stuff and like proves to people that he is living the lifestyle that you guys, basically what he's doing is he's showing the lifestyle that he's selling, right? Then he has this Mexi program where you pay a few bucks a month and you join the community and and you get some extra content. That's the second layer. Then he has a third layer, which is like $10,000, and you have a fucking weekly call with him to go over your business or whatever. Yeah. 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 And I told them when I when I went on the call with them because I also went on this call with Arlen Moore and now because I wanted to see what he was gonna say about my channel, and he said that he said that like I'm not consistent and I don't have a niche and I'm aware of that and like and then they tried to sell me like these different packages of like. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Probably the same shit they said to you. And then I was just like, bro, are you kidding me? You guys just did that just to fucking charge me like $10,000? Like, no thanks. I literally just tell them, like, I just told that guy Tristan straight up. I was like, first of all, I thought I was going to come here and talk to Arlen. And I talked to you. And then you try to sell me something for $10,000. Why isn't Arlen trying to sell it to me? Why do you have to sell me something? If I'm going to be paying $10,000, might as well talk to the fucking guy that wants to charge me $10,000. But anyways, I was just like, bro, I can't pay that much. And then I was just like, bro, I'm not going to pay that. Thank you for your time. Bye. Like... <laughs> and then what did he say? You need the willingness to start, bro, because... Yeah. Maybe, bro, maybe if you paid this money for Arlen, you're like, damn, I just paid all this money. I got to make videos and then it's going to get you to make videos and then you're going to fucking blow up. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's why you need a niche. Because when you have a niche, 
when you have a niche, you know what you're going to. When I was making videos in Portuguese, I had a niche. I was a Brazilian living in the United States. All my videos were about Brazilian living in the United States. It was the life in the United States, what it's like to live here, how is the university here, how is the college here. It was a great niche, you know? But you don't have a niche right now because you're all over the place. You like fitness, you like nutrition, you like computer science, you like that, you like this, and you don't want to focus on just one thing. So I think I think if your end goal is money, right? And obviously having fun with YouTube because I know you like making videos and I know it's been a hobby for you. But it's not going to get the views and it's not going to get the clicks if you don't have a niche channel. So they understand who they're going to show that shit to. Because if you just make a video about computer science today and a video about nutrition tomorrow, YouTube's going to be like, wait, what? Are you? A, should I show this to nutrition people? Or should I show this to the computer science people? Because yesterday you posted a video about computer science. So, so is this about computer science too? You just titled it different? Or is this for nutrition? Do I put it for nutrition? Does it make sense? It confuses the algorithm when you make a bunch of different types of videos. If you're making the same type of video every time, it's going to show it to the same user every time. And then it's going to start getting views. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it was working. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, first I started with this. This is how I started when when I was making YouTube and I was doing all the time like like I was a f one month ago before I started doing video editing for people. I I was making videos like every day about random shit that just came to my mind about my life. One day was about my fitness. One day was about my iPhone. One day was about another thing. And then after one month, I analyzed all the videos I posted. I checked what videos got the most views, and I just did that. And it worked. It got a shit ton. All my videos about iPhone got more than 30,000 views. I just I was just looking today because I haven't been on YouTube analytics for a while. My last video about iPhone got 80,000 views. I'm still making money from it even though I'm not doing anything right now with YouTube. So. Well, okay. Let's have him on. I don't know anything about him though, but. I'll get some. You you're gonna have to kind of lead the way over here, cause does he have an Instagram or something? Dre Knight. Okay. Tell me a little bit about him. Mm-hmm. The jam factory. Hmm. All right.
that. Yeah. All right. Me too. Every day? Yeah. 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 You got to look up a guy named uh, Hayden Hillersmith. He's uh, Logan Paul's Logan Paul's um, video editor. And he started, he just created a YouTube channel about video editing. And he talks about how to keep people engaged on their video, on their videos and stuff. And it's super interesting. Yeah. I've watched all his videos. He teaches so well. Um, his name, pretty sure. Hayden Hiller Smith. Yeah. Just put. You gotta watch it, bro, but there's so many different things. But it's so interesting, especially. I think my favorite episode was. Um, my favorite episode was the one where he talks about how David Dobrik keeps people engaged and how David Dobrik's editing, like, keeps people engaged. Uh, it's Hayden H A I D E N. Um, Hiller is H I L L. Yeah, he should show up when you type that in. And then, yeah, um, his videos are so interesting. So interesting. You should you should watch all his videos, bro. There's like he only has seven videos up, I think. Um, eight videos up, and oh my god, so good. So good. Exactly how these YouTubers edit. Exactly how he edits Logan Paul's videos. Uh, uh, no, actually, I it just happened that we have the same. But yeah. What? I I'm uh I'm looking at Arlen Moore's channel right now and it seems like he has a a cameraman now. Yeah, so dope. Yeah. Look at this. He this the description of the video is I am hand selecting a small group. This group will learn how I built my YouTube channel into a seven figure bit business. But you gotta pay ten thousand dollars to join the group. <laughs> is that the number that they gave you? Um interest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They give me different prices, but the highest was 10k. 
Yeah, like weekly, I think. I don't remember. It was a while ago, but yeah, some something like that. What do you mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Oh, okay. Sure, is that going to fuck up the live? I feel like it will, but let's see. All right. Hello. How's it going? I'm oh, fantastic. Can you guys see and hear me good? Yeah. If you could um turn your camera sideways like mine. Yes, that's that's perfect. <clears throat> How's that? All right. describe myself as a visionary, as um, a leader, a dreamer, um, you know, a musical uh, mind, storyteller. studios i have one in la and i spent the last 12 years in los angeles so la is still where i have like is a hub for a lot of my music business um i just i just moved to miami in august so i'm still getting uh acclimated i'm still getting comfortable so we have a studio here on our seventh floor at paramount that i that i you know run a lot of my stuff out of and then i got a production um set up in my home uh, where I just pretty much write and um, get my ideas out. And then in Atlanta, I have another full song studio.
Well, yeah, that's that's how it works. When I when I go in to create, I don't go in to create with the thoughts of passive income or any of that sort of thing because every this thing happens in stages and creativity isn't dictated by commerce, right? Creativity is dictated by vibe in the moment and story and personality and yeah. things of that nature. Now, after after we have you know a tangible thing a record now you know i sit down with a bunch of really smart people a bunch of really creative people and we share ideas on how we want to share this new product with the marketplace and then that strategy and then the success of that is what generates passive income yeah and that's but yeah we do it one time and then you know every time that the song gets played there's money being generated and that goes into the creators of that record, yeah. right? And every time the record gets paid, the writers of that song also get paid. I also serve as a writer, so I get paid a number of different ways, from the streaming revenue, from the publishing side of it, from the the sale of it, from the merchandise that's connected to it, if my company puts the record out, um, the sync licensing of it. We have a TV channel on Roku TV, a TV channel? that I use to promote. Roku TV is called Gem Factory TV. Okay. Everything with me is, is Gem Factory. So <laughs> it's Gem Factory Records and Gem Factory TV right. and Gem Factory Studios, you know. So um so yeah, I just I just look to see how, how I can exhaust the asset across a multitude of uh, revenue sources. That's what that's that's the real boss shit that you do and i i didn't even know things, some of the things you said even existed and especially as a producer you're talking about you can make money from clothing and you link to all of that when an artist comes and works with you well well for me it's a little different because my background as a producer allows me the flexibility and the and the know-how as a ceo yeah. to run an ecosystem from a to z because i have been working you know, in the major label system for the last 20 years. So I, can, I, I, I clearly understand like how major labels have able to, yeah. you, know, pro, you know, go through their process yeah. and turn a profit. And so my ideology and philosophy was, well, I'll just do exactly that because I have the same personnel. The only, two, yeah. the only thing that changes between record labels is the commitment of the people attached to it, right? Yeah. So if my, my ability to bring people together and to share ideas to create new things, and then also to always treat the people that's creating these ideas with you with, with love and make sure that they, that they're probably taken care For of sure and then that is the, the the essential like hallmark to any successful business is the people inside yeah. of it so i invest a lot of time into people right. right and then people invest a lot of time into what we can do as a collective yeah. you know to just be better and to grow yeah. So you just love creating that type of connection with people so you guys can produce stuff Absolutely. like that. I feel like nowadays that's even Absolutely. more important than like, you know. That's what that's what life is about. Life is about sharing ideas and collaboration. There's no power in individualism. There's only power as a collective. Yeah. So the more people I can engage and the more people that I'm able to inspire, the more people that's able to inspire me, it just makes for a better day. And you know, and if you have seven days of that straight then you have a great week <laughs> you know what i'm saying and then after you have one great week you know man it becomes like a way of life and then you have two great yeah. weeks and before you know it it's just a habit yeah. and then anything that doesn't fit in that paradigm yeah. 
just doesn't yeah. fit, right? And then it automatically is <laughs> funneled out. Yeah. What what advice would you give to artists trying to come up? Because you know, you you work with a lot of different artists, and you know, I see that. And you know, they probably come to you and they ask you, how how can I be like Frank Ocean, or how can I be? Right. Like I mean, well, well, what what I what I want to tell them first is that you can never be like Frank Ocean, right? right. It's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, these people aren't superheroes. <laughs> They're not. They bleed and they. They bleed, man. They put on their clothes. They have worries. They have concerns. Yeah. It's all the same yeah. shit, right? <clears throat> the way to become successful is just to master self, right? Right. Once you once you have reached a point where you no longer care about what anybody thinks, whether they love you or hate you, it has no 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 nothing to do yeah. with you. That's when you're able to now step out and then truly be free. And then once you're free, you know people are inspired by that. People are inspired right. by people that are free, right. right? And then they aspire to copy that, be truly right? Yourself. And Especially just, just be truly yeah. yourself. All, the authenticity is is everything, you know. If if, you, if it's not authentic, then it's just not going to work. Yeah. Frank Ocean works merely because he, Frank Ocean works merely because he's committed to just being himself. Yeah. He doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do. He talks about everything that he cares about and the things that he care about. The demographic of people also identify with those messages. They're going through the same exact thing yeah. at this point in their life. And then Frank Ocean becomes the soundtrack of their life, which makes them love Frank so Ocean. Just right? And the same thing with everyone. I mean, he's relatable to who connects to it, right? right? You can't try well, to be relatable. You just are yourself, and if people relate to you, then it's great. And then if you have a product that you can sell right. with being relatable, then it's going to work, mm -hmm. right? Now, for me, you guys connected to me because you related right. to yeah. me, right? Okay. Exactly. That's why I'm yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right? Some people forget that I don't rap or sing. Exactly. Because I'm an artist, but I'm authentically me. So when you meet me, it's like, oh shit, like this dude really don't care. <laughs> He's himself. Yeah, like, you're a creator. You know what I mean? Like you create your own. Life. For me, if, if they love me, great. If they hate me, great. And now, if they don't feel anything, now that's on me. Right. But either way, on opposite ends of the spectrum, I went because you feel something. So you think between artists that, you know, ones that blow up and ones that don't, it's either because they don't understand themselves or they're not relatable, you know? Right, I, I think that is, I think it's a number of reasons. I mean, it could be anything, right? It could be anything. You can you can go back and every, because every case is a very specific thing, yeah. right? There's no way to be like, this is the way you do it and you do that and it's successful. You have to find out kind of what works exactly. for you, right? Now, for me, for me, if, if there's already an artist, let, let's say, let's say we're using Frank Ocean. So let's use Frank Ocean as an example. Well, we already have Frank Ocean. So we don't need an, another Frank Ocean. We need another something else. Mm. Feel me? Like there's another type of person that's out here that's going through something that has a very unique way of sharing that. Sharing that type of and, information. And we, need, and we need that person. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we need it. We need every, we need artists because artists, allow us to kind of like see the world from a different perspective yeah. that's what true artists do you know i i hope that that's the impression that i give that i leave on people i hope that i can leave a great memory with people yeah. 
based on just how I saw the world. And maybe that inspired somebody else to go and do some great yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? I may never meet that person that was inspired yeah. by me, but that's not what I care about. I care about just being doing me and hopefully <laughs> you, if everything goes and that's right. that's what inspired me when yeah. I met you. You know, just your character. You, you know, it was, it was so unique and the way you were talking about it. You know, I, I can't say exactly word for word what you were saying, but it's in my mind, right? But it was just so unique and it was inspiring to me. Well, thank you. Well, I mean, the, the, there, are, there are fundamental principles that I just live my life through and it comes through music, yeah. right? Principle number one I live by is to always remember Nothing in the world grows without the vibration of love, mm. right? Love so wins. with everything you do, put all your love in it. You know what I'm saying? If you if you get the opportunity to share time with people, especially strangers, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, pour in, man. Like, step in and I try to just, I don't try. I give as much love as possible. I give it away, yeah. right? It, it, it doesn't mean no good holding it in. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So now I'm not giving love to receive love. You have no expectation of that. I have no expectation. I could care less. Like whatever you do with it is up to you, but I'm going to give it to mm -hmm. you. That's what makes me rich. Yeah. I give away love. Yeah. Check this out. Let me, let me break it down even further. If you look around, this entire world is run by human beings. Of course. They run this bitch. Every human being is searching for feelings. Mm -hmm. Everyone. And if you look at life outside of your own, you can literally see what each person is looking for that they need to continue on in their journey. Hmm. Think about it. I mean, it costs you nothing. You can see the one guy that's insecure that wants to feel secure. You can see the one woman that wants to be accepted. You can see the other person that wants to be admired. You can see, right? right? You can yeah. see it. And and as humans, a lot of times, we just don't feel like giving them that shit. Hmm. So we give them resistance. And when you give them resistance, then you have a fucking headache because now people aren't happy. Hmm. When people aren't happy, they make decisions that are not going to make you happy because it's off. That's true. But if you go back to the root of it, it would have cost you nothing just to give them that feeling. Them love, like you say. It's free. It's free. Yeah, that's true. And then, and then they give you back everything that you need, the feeling that you're looking yeah. for. They give it to you times 10. You know why? Yeah. Because everybody else wants to give them resistance. Mm. You're the path of least resistance. Makes yeah. sense, right? You don't pressure against them. So now if people so now if people enjoy being around you because of the way you make them feel, then they are likely to do what? Business. Mm. That's who you want to make money with. You want to make money with people that make you feel good, right? You want to make money with people that you enjoy being around. 100%. And everything is not about like actual tangible cash, right? There is so much wealth and impact. Think about it. You pour a lot, you, 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 you meet someone. You can see that this person may be gifted or talented, yeah. but they have different character flaws that you may feel are flaws, things that you identify. You may see that they're overcompensating because they're lacking this particular 
thing, this thing that they're searching for. Because success is nothing more than a feeling. I mean, think right. about it. That's true, yeah. Right? If, if, I, if, if people look at me as successful, it's because they see me living in a feeling that looks to be happy. Mm. Yeah. Right? Or, or success may be defined in the person that's watching my life in what I have, like things. Like a car or like a, like a shirt. Yeah, or like something. yeah. It's, fucking, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just stuff. Yeah, right. right? If, I bought a, if I bought a 2020 Rolls Royce right now, it's great. But 10 years from now, I just got an old ass Rolls Royce. Nobody cares. If I had a Rolls Royce that had all the Louis Vuitton, if I had a big mansion that off the beach and I died tonight and all they could talk about about my life was those things, then I don't think that was a successful life. Mm. That just means I had a lot of stuff. Right. You want to impact other people's lives. That's that's well. You see, like like if you look at the people that I worked with during my lifetime, yeah. those are my trophies. People. Yeah. Incredibly gifted, talented people that I respect mm. came together with me and we invented something together. Mm. Who do you look up to? Who do I look yeah. up to? Do you be... Do you become inspired by anybody? I am. That's a great question. I am. It's a number of people. I studied Quincy Jones. Percy Jones? Quincy, Quincy Jones. Jones. Uh, I, he's definitely an inspiration. I studied Vince McMahon. Who is that? Yes. L L you can say the I list studied... and, then, and then I want you to explain why. Yeah, okay. So I studied Quincy Jones, right? Quincy Jones is the greatest writer, producer, arranger, figure. Yeah. <laughs> he is he is everything to me. I think that he is the GOAT. He is what I aspire to be. Mm. Like I could live three lifetimes and I would never catch this man. Like he is the greatest yeah. <laughs> thing yes. to me. And I'll tell you why. What I love about Quincy Jones, outside of his amazing composition, right. his amazing musicianship, right. I admired the way people spoke about him. Mm. Everybody, yeah. I mean everybody, talked about how much they love this man, mm. right? And then I listened to how Quincy spoke about everyone else and I listened to how they say he made them feel. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's where I got it from. I took that by watching Quincy Jones mm -hmm. from afar. Yeah. From watching him from afar, from just film and footage, right. I felt his impact on people. So I wanted to have similar impact my yeah. way. I wanted to leave people with a great memory. I wanted to leave people with a great story. I wanted to leave everyone with the, the first time I met Dre Knight. Right. I wanted, I want everybody I met in life to have a moment with me. Right. 
And I, if we spend more than 10 minutes together, I want that person to have that. Every person. Right? Every person. Mm. Every person that, that I'm able to encounter. And so Quincy Jones became my first. Yeah. The best part about the Quincy Jones aspiration story is that later on, right, yeah. I would be approached because Quincy Jones Productions wanted to put my first album out. Mm. Amazing, right? I can literally go from admiring this person so much to the point so where you admire him before he even approached you. Where he puts out what he wants, his company rather, wants to put out my work that came from my imagination and my spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, how awesome is that? Yeah, right? Probably like a dream come true, right? Right. Quincy Jones was my first inspiration. Holy and second yeah. one is Vince McMahon. Amazing. Producer too. What? No. The wrestling promoter, Vincent K. McMahon. <laughs> wow. What a genius this guy is. Right? How so? Let's take a look at what he did. This man took a very simple concept. Good versus evil. Yeah, yeah. Right? Grown men wrestling around in swimming trunks. Yeah and took that and turned it into a media empire. <laughs> like, that's how I learned to diversify and to exhaust an asset. During the early 1980s, wrestling was a territorial uh, business. Yeah. You had wrestling promotion, promotion companies in the Midwest. You had them in the Northeast. You had them in the Mid-South. Yeah. And you didn't, they didn't cross. So they respected each other's territorial okay. lines, yeah. right? And then Vince McMahon's father owned the WWWF. Later it'd be called the WWF, right? And he sold it reluctantly to his son, Vince McMahon, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? He told his son, Vince McMahon, listen, don't mess with my relationships with these other wrestling promoters. We got a good thing right. going. Everybody's Everybody cool. Everybody does their own thing in their area. It's, it's, like, it's like turf. Yeah. You feel me? This is my turf. Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon was like, all yeah. right, all right, you know, cool. This pop sold him a company. Vince McMahon went and started taking talent <laughs> from each one of these territories. The thing his father told him not to do, Vince McMahon did. He went in and he took everybody, every promotion top talent. It came for Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, you yeah. name them. They like all the huge wrestling stars that you guys are familiar with, the names of the legends. He went and picked from other territories. Right. You know what that's called? Disruption. He was disruptive. Okay. Anytime you have disruption, you're about to have a change in power. Mm. Uber is disruptive. Airbnb was disruptive because they messed up the taxi industry or the hotel industry, right? Yeah. It, people had to now make a change. 
everything was great and now it's not now it's change coming that's what we need right now vince mcmahon right that's what we as entrepreneurs would always say that's yeah. what we need that's what we look yeah. to do yeah, yeah right yeah. okay so now vince mcmahon is causing disruption which causes tension and anger amongst all of the wrestling promoters yeah right mm -hmm. but because vince mcmahon is so bold they don't they don't do anything now check out the lesson in that on those owners if they would have banded together <laughs> they would have easily beat Vince McMahon easily but since they didn't understand the power in being a collective and that there's no power in individualism right, right, right. right they didn't even try to fight and guess what Vince McMahon didn't even have any money <laughs> it was broke <laughs> so he took that talent and then just he took the talent with passion yeah. with vision yeah. with charisma yeah. with a plan yeah. to diversify you understand what i'm saying competing with yeah. a plan right and then he created a product because every all your products in entertainment have to be catered to the time of that we're yeah. in the life that we're actually in yeah. right during the 1980s ronald reagan was president and we was in like a cartoony it was a big cartoony time yeah right on television we had shows like the incredible hulk with yeah, no, i wasn't alive then Bobby but yeah, yeah, was yeah, big, yeah. right superman the movies it was all that type of stuff right so vince mcmahon's wrestling product was an extension of mm. that yeah. <laughs> right you had these huge muscle-bound guys that look like superheroes yeah. right you had you had the Andre the Giant seven feet tall what's his past seven feet tall 500 pounds I mean you have all these different yeah. types of characters right and he merely created superheroes versus super villains gave it a storyline and put it on television Right. right right which which television is the medium Te television is the technology it's how i want to kind of like mm -hmm. show you guys right so he creates a storyline and then he puts a tv a tv production a tv show right on television the technology for viewers and he do it lot does it live right, right? where everybody that's engaged in the physical activity yep. are following a script right. and the only people that are in the dark are the audience right, <laughs> yeah. right? he but, created wwe right right but the audience these guys have bought into the characters so yeah. much that they forget right. that they're at a tv show taping hmm. i mean think about it right they they, they bought a ticket they drove to this arena they took the time to write signs to express how emotionally invested they are. Yeah. Right? They're going crazy during the event. I mean, these guys are hitting each other with ladders and chairs and snakes are coming out, right? I mean, this is just violent, right? These people hate each other. And then very neatly at 11 p.m., everybody just goes home. The, the beefs are settled. There's no, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's no fights in the yeah. parking lot, right? The wrestlers have... Have, have just settled their beef, yeah. right? And everybody goes home yeah. happy. The good guy beat the bad guy. The bad guy got away this time. All of that, right? right? And they do that same thing 
every day in different cities. They put on the same exact show, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everybody's in on the act, except the people at home, mm. right? And so he took, he does that, right? So the TV shows show this, and then the TV shows always lead up to what? A live event. Mm. And now you're in pay-per-view share. Mm. Because people can't go to Detroit, Michigan this weekend, right? But they can easily watch so it at home. he started home. with just pre-recording the... He's, he started the whole pay-per-view mm. boom. It started at wrestling in the 80s. Yeah. Genius, yeah. right? That's what they do yeah. on YouTube now. They create shows all over the fucking world now. There you Literally go. Anything. It's like it's like what we're doing right now. This is basically a show, and we're live right now. You know, we don't we don't have all the viewers in the world, but you know, grateful for the few that we do have. Yeah, we don't have all the viewers yeah, yet. Exactly. Until the people that are watching are inspired to tell their friends, like, "Yo, you should have saw this thing I saw." Exactly. That's that that's 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 our job in, in production. That's how I look mm -hmm. at it. I'm not entitled to nothing. Like people think they because they do something that they entitled to people yeah. caring. Nobody cares. We got things right. to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you gotta inspire that person to go ahead and pay attention. There gotta be something about the people that's engaging that is exactly. interesting or entertaining. If it's not entertaining, nobody cares, right? People always think that it's somebody else's yeah. fault. It's like nah. You should it's just not entertaining. Exactly. And and I was talking about this. <laughs> if there's earlier, not a lot of viewers, it should be it should be, well, how do we make this more exactly. entertaining? Maybe we'll put it in a set. Maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll bring a monkey on. I don't know. It's up to the people that's making the show. Right? Yeah. Especially nowadays. But but I mean that's the that's the yeah. beauty of it. You know what I'm saying? And and I I think I have a knack for for that because I love being entertained, man, you know, and I grew up during a time where I was entertained by some of the greatest ones in the yeah. world. I was entertained in real time by Michael Jackson and Prince and Stevie Wonder and Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor and Red Fox. I I've seen like great entertainment that didn't have technology behind it. These guys were just raw, like coming out doing their thing and you were just blown away by how great now, they were. Now we're living in like TikTok age where everything is quick. That's what that's what they want. They want fast engagement. I mean, that's great. I think that it, things being quick and instant is, is great. I feel like I'm living in the future right now because I've seen both sides of the world. I know what it's like to not have a cell phone. I know what it's like not. I know what it's like to be able to leave and nobody can find you for days, <laughs> right? I I know I, I love that that part of life. You know what I'm saying. However, I do think that you know now with everything being instant and fast, I think that's dope too. I just wish that the quality and the quality of the product, you know what I'm saying, wasn't as poor, you know it wasn't wasn't put together in a rush. Because they're, you know, rushing to go ahead and just get it instantly. I, I wish that we spent, you know, more time in the production mm -hmm. of things. So we still make things quickly, but, you know, put a lot of effort into it. I, I think that's really important. It is. I mean, effort effort beats talent 100% mm -hmm. of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, in the long yeah. run, right? Because I, you could be talented... But if you don't have that extra gear that you can go into when when you're tired or when, when things don't go right or things don't go according to right. plan, that's that's going to be everything, right. right? Now, if you're putting the effort in every day and you know what I'm saying, like you're maxing out every day, like and you're 
going through the storms and you you weather those and you're able to enjoy some sunny days, mm -hmm. well then now you in the game, now you really in business. You know what I'm saying? Like in business, any business, you're gonna have sunny days and overcast yeah. days. And do you have a partner that you, you work know? with? No. No. I mean my, my, my wife is my partner. Your wife's your partner. With everything, right? So so yeah, so so it's 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 the balance that she and I have is so incredible and I'm so fortunate. Yeah is that she literally has always believed in my ideas and my process and my system, right? She bought into it first and she helped make it better and make it more efficient because she takes care of my life. Yeah. <laughs> she makes sure like I'm good, like I eat right, I take my vitamins yeah. and you know, all, all those things. And then she listens to all my ideas and then she offers me suggestions on how I can do whatever it is I'm looking to do more efficiently. Wow. You know, and, and it sometimes it's just so simple, right? right? Like, hey, maybe just pull that table closer to you, <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to almost break the cord. It's things like yeah. that that save me a lot of time. And I think that's right? really important that you that you have that. You know, that, that, that re that's really yeah. interesting to me because you know, I feel like as a man, that's to me like I've I've thought about this when when I have a business, do I involve my partner? Do I just run it by myself? Do I have other partners? Like, you know, how how do I have that balance? Is that something, you know what I mean? Well, for me, I wanted, well, for me, I, I mean, when I met, when I met, when I met Tay, she told me that she wanted to work for her husband. She, she <laughs> so, told you straight up, I want to work for my husband. She said, I want to work for my husband, mm. right? What that meant was, I want to build... I want to build something with my life mm. partner. Yeah. Right. I, I want I want us to have legacy. Right. I, I want us to have legacy. I want us to have something. Right. And that's everything. So we created Gem Factory as a family yeah. business. Right? Where I teach my nieces, nephews, son how to be entrepreneurs, right? Or at least train them on how I see the that's world. That's what you're doing right here, right now. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's the mission, you know? That's the mission to inspire as many people as possible just to know that there are no limits, that impossible is nothing. There are no no's, there are only yeah. hows. Do not accept right. no. I don't accept no. Can't nobody tell me no. I'm a grown ass man. Can't nobody tell me no because can't nobody tell me yes. Hmm. I'm not dependent on any one human being for my happiness. Mm -hmm. I am the result of my hmm. happiness. Yeah. Tell me. Do you read books? You know, I don't. I don't read, I really don't read books. But what I do is I listen to interviews from people that I admire. And those are my books. Yeah. I listen to interviews with Coach Pat Riley, another one of my biggest inspirations. Because I think that Pat Riley is the ultimate leader. And in business, leadership is paramount. Paramount to your success.
If you have poor leadership, it's not going to work. influence people. Absolutely. So I took a lot of time in studying and listening to Pat Riley's philosophy because this man during his life has taken a multitude of, of young men aged 18 to 40 to sacrifice, to commit to his philosophy, which is a strong one that will, will take you anywhere you want to go in life, hard work and being disciplined, mm. you know what I'm saying, committed, like all these different things that that man do you represents. Think hard work always, or do I always think hard work? Because you know what I mean? Well, when I, like, when, when, I, when I say hard work, what I mean is sacri making the sacrifices that it takes to be great. Like, yo, your body's sore, whatever, and you really don't feel like getting right. up and going into the gym at 6 a.m., but your commitment and your discipline right. gets you right. there, right? That's the hard right. work, right? The days when you necessarily don't feel like it and you got to go to that extra yeah. gear, right? The hard work, the, the things that aren't glamorous, right. the things that but have to get done, those things that you take pride in doing because you understand the significance and the importance right. of it. And he got a bunch of young men who are in the prime of their yeah. lives to follow his lead, and they all became successful. Right. They were all right. better. And you think that's on the principle of hard work and dedication? It's the principle of commitment, understanding, right. passion, professionalism, right. and sometimes those things, because we're right. human, right? Those things sometimes are right. hard work. It's hard work. I think understanding to me is one of the most important things and i remember one of the things you said that i completely agreed with when we were talking on the roof the other day was that we're like we're like computers and we get fed different information and then based on this information we can create a mental model right and, and you know so that's why this understanding that you're talking about i feel like is the most important you understand the steps it takes you understand what's going around you you know what I mean? Right. I, I learned as, as a producer that that's what I've had to do. <laughs> right? Because my entire life I've created from my imagination. Right. I've never had a job in my life outside being a Marine 25 years yeah. ago. <laughs> right? I, I, I never had right. a job. So the way that I saw my life in my dream was exactly what I turned it into. In your dreams, like what you slept? You in slept. my dream. Like the way, the way I dreamed of it when I was 17, I saw myself with a beautiful woman, being a musician, producing the dopest records I could, mm -hmm. making a lot of friends, seeing the world, and becoming friends with people I admired. Mm. And I did all of it. That, those were my mm -hmm. goals. So after I achieve and I accomplish those goals, I move on to the next thing, which is now I wanted to be great in the business of it. Mm. What do you mean? Right? What? I wanted to be I wanted to be great in the business of it, meaning that I could turn 
that what I love to do into a profit. Right. That's it. And the most fun I had was really that, right? Because when I started my career, yeah. I wasn't considered to be good at business. And I wasn't, right? I was a creative, strictly right. creative, right? So what I did was I read everything available. I listened to everything. And then I worked inside of the mechanism just so I could see for mm. myself. How you can do the business, right? right? I mean, I just, I just, I was in it. I was, I had to go through it as a producer, yeah. right? I, I, people got to come to me to sign off on and things like that, you know, and you learn mm. the game. And as I learned the game, I was like, oh, this is fun, yeah. <laughs> right? And then I, and then I just started like fantasizing about what I would do if I had my own universal music group, yeah. right? Yeah. Like what, how would, how, how would I do it? Right, and then I started just piecing together, and then I created my my version of it as the gem factor. And it's there right now. You have it. And you have three. Here studios. it is. Right. It took it took me it took me fifteen years. Yeah. You know, to uh, to get that because I mean, you can only move as fast as you're inspired or as fast as you can get the information. And for me, I don't trust you know information that doesn't come from reliable right. sources. So as an entrepreneur. I'm on a. I'm always on a search for new information from right. credible sources. So yeah. I'm searching for people, yeah. right? The you information is people. Through the bullshit. And, and right. I'm, I mean, it's not even jumping to the bullshit. It's just fishing through. I mean, people sometimes are just right. misinformed. They just don't know what they're speaking. What they know to right. be true. But it's only true if it's coming from a perspective that's not like. Uh, guided one way exactly. or the other it has to be like a, like like both exactly. sides of the equation people have strong opinions sometimes based on things that they were taught that came from a perspective right. of fear it's like an echo chamber it's like you and, hear different voices in the and then, yeah, yeah it, it, it just it just echoes it echoes yeah. on down and and so so i don't take advice from those types of people that i feel this isn't an original mm -hmm. thought this is this is an this is an adopted mm -hmm. thought. <clears throat> I need original thoughts because that's the source, right? So so my mentors, Prince, Smokey Robinson, these were I, I went directly to the source because these people right. created it. Barry Gordy. <clears throat> I wanted to have those conversations with these great men because they right. were innovators. And what types of questions would you ask and them? Well, with, with Prince, he was, I remember he told me one time, he said, you know, I don't understand why you do what you do. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I don't understand why you, um, you have these artists right here in front of you. And, you know, you give them a record that sounded like you could have given to Pink or Katy Perry. And, and my response was, you know, well, I'm just, I'm working my way up. And I'm, I'm trying to get to the level where you at so I can be creatively free. And, um, you know, these record companies tell me that they need a record that sounds like this mixed with that or a record that sounds like that mixed with this. And if I don't give it to them, then I don't eat. And I got to take care of my, you know, son. Right. Oh. And he said to me something that I held on to for the rest of my life. He said, if 
He said the table you want to sit at, you don't have to try to sit at. Just grab your oh, chair. Oh shit. Okay. So, so once I grabbed my chair, I wanted the table. I wanted the fucking mirror. I wanted the room. I wanted yeah. everything because I understood. I understood what he was saying to me. He was saying to me that this master that I've been looking for, that I'm hunting for, is me. You take the action. I'm what I'm looking for. All I have to do is embrace it and right. just be it and stop trying to be it. Hell yeah. You understand? And French was my hero. He said, grab the chair. He was my. He was my hero, dog. He said, like, "Grab he the chair hero. and I sit." Be Prince. Right? I taught myself how to play keys when I was seven years old, man, because I wanted to be just yeah. like him. I thought, yeah, he was incredible. His passion, his charisma, the way that he just made records, the way the way they sounded, and everything. This yeah. man was just played seventeen instruments. Man, it was a complete yeah. beast. The fact that the fact that he even came to see me to have conversations, these conversations with me, yo, man, yeah. that meant a lot. That that was like one. I think that was one of the, the turning points mm. in my life. Was when he came to see me because it it allowed like that that time with him inspired me to just really start looking inside myself. And you know, I know I always wanted to feel like I was that dude. And I wanted people to treat me like I was that dude, but I didn't really believe in myself. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm still he told you that I'm still going through that yeah. part of the journey of self discovery. He kind of awakened you. Yeah, would you agree? <laughs> He woke me all the way up. <laughs> he, he, he woke me up. He woke me all the way up, man. Like, yeah. God bless God him. bless Prince, man. I, I hope, I, I, I hope whatever he is right now, that he's proud. <laughs> you yeah. know, because a, a lot of a lot of what I'm doing is a direct result of that yeah. conversation. I feel like, especially in the music industry, you you meet a lot of crazy talented people, but yeah. And also crazy people in general. Do you, do you have any crazy stories you could say? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I think that, yo, it's, we're all crazy. I we think that crazy. they actually have more crazy stories about me than I would have. You being crazy? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably the, the, the wild, I was probably the wildest one out of everybody, yeah. right? And, and, you know, you know, and, and trust me, I, I don't, I didn't think I was crazy. I was perfectly just Man, being myself. crazy too. You know what I'm saying? The old, Right, the, the the people and the people that are around me probably thought that it was a little off, a little, little nuts, but not as crazy as the people that are regular layman's. Yeah. You feel me? Like, you gotta remember, all of us and the the creative community, right. artists, we're all literally living through our For imagination. Sure. I mean, just imagine, right? Everything in our life is what we hand pick and hand select. We all do, but we're literally like making these choices based on. The community that right. we're inside of, the a bunch right. of creatives, <laughs> just right. Nobody has a job. Yeah. Right. Nobody. Everybody is just literally creating their own like dream no, life. I, I would agree with you. And 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 some people, their choices are things that you would never choose to do. <laughs> you personally, mm -hmm. right? But. There's, there's other people that right. are just like them. It's kind of like if you went to somebody's home and then you were like, I would never put this furniture in this house. Right. This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible, terrible choices. choices. Right? I feel you. 
I feel yeah. I feel right. like one of my biggest mistakes was but, but that's, I, w- I would make choices based on what other people would say, and I wouldn't really make choices based on what I wanted until I woke up. Right. And I'm like, damn, like this is really not what I want to do. Why am I doing this shit? <laughs> right. Why? Right. Why exactly. do I fear that if I do this or if I say that, this is gonna be bad? It's not. It's not gonna be bad. Try it out. Test it. Do what you fucking feel, right. bro. Do what you do what you feel. Do it do it make it go yeah. make you happy. Like exactly. it's as simple as that. You know what I'm saying? Like, do that shit. As how did long- you go about how did you go about doing what other people wanted you to do to doing what you wanted to do? Because I feel like, and I I don't know, I haven't been in the music industry. I have no idea how the music industry works. But just from watching stuff online and just from what I've seen, it seems like a lot of artists, they're controlled by the labels. And they can't really do what they want to do. Is that really how it is? Or do artists have the the ability to do what they want to do? I I can't speak. I can't speak for, I can't speak for anybody other than myself, but what I'll tell you about me is this, right? I never gave a fuck about what people wanted me to do. Ever. Ever. I always did what I wanted to do. You know why? Because I created. So if I created, what'd that make me? You're a god. The boss. I created. It's it's nothing here yeah. right now. But if I go into my production room, all of a sudden, I've invented right. something. Right. Like that. All right? A label, they just manage that. <laughs> right? If that doesn't exist, there's nothing to manage. They manage a file. If I decide to bypass them, and then go direct to the consumer. They're like un- they're unnecessary, right? Get it? Artists who are controlled by labels are just lacking information, confidence, leadership, and everything else. Himself. They don't have to manage themselves. They've got to hire someone that can manage the thing that right. they're creating. Mm. Quite simple. There are no like gatekeepers. It's not. It's can not you, real life. That's. It's like. It's like. It's like kids. Kids look at it like that because kids put things in good versus right. evil, <laughs> right? To That's make true. it make sense. Black so so kids like create these different like who record label evil empire. <laughs> right. In order for me to live out my musical fantasy or aspiration, I have to somehow get into this like empire that's going to somehow magically <laughs> bring me fame and fortune. It's not happening. <laughs> so, so what? What I advice mean, would you give? I mean, it's 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 actually true to an extent. It's just the perspective of it is just hmm. off. What advice would you give to small artists trying to get started now and trying to, you know, build their own empire and trying to... I would tell them to focus on being great at the craft first. Like, take the time to really be great. 
make amazing, be the most phenomenal, like maximize your talent. That's what I would say. Get with producers that inspire you, that push the shit out of you, that look to tell the story the best. Hmm. Rock with the people that care about making the best products in the world. Yeah. Right? Demand of yourself excellence every day. Nice. Live a productive life that would allow you to have longevity in whatever it is that they want to do. That's what right. I would tell them. Do you think like it's it starts more there? It, it has nothing to do, but, but before we talk about having a number one record and going platinum, we got to make sure that the creator is 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 healthy. Mm. That that creative has to be healthy mentally, emotionally, right, physically, right? Because if not, it won't be able to sustain. Mm. So after so so during that and, that, and that's all in the development of it. That's that's right. what I do, right? I focus I focus on that first and on yourself especially. And then and right. then we build out with artists. But do you think that it's more important for an artist to focus on one project, one album, or only one song and try to make it the best song ever? Or to try I, I, to just create as much as possible I think, and I think experience they should do, different things? I think they should do whatever works for them. Hmm. Everybody's different. There is no blank. You, I, I would never put any creative in a box. Creatives are creatives. You know what I'm saying? They may be making a record and they're so inspired they work on that same record for three months because they just inspired by it. There may be other times that they go and they make nine records in that day. It's all on how they how they feel. You can never mm -hmm. limit creativity. Now, what you do is you take what's been created and then you can perfect it and then put it in a form and be like, okay, I want to do a, I'm gonna you know put put my songs and I'm gonna put out a project, and then you tighten it to make sure that the project has cohesiveness as a whole. Right, and then you release them one at a time to draw the listener, draw the fan in, and then after the fans are drawn in, now you give them, you know, saying mm -hmm. more music, mm -hmm. you know, complete with artwork and other things that they may feel that is cool because they're getting to know you right. as a person. The music is a reflection of who that. That's very is. powerful. Everybody's different creatively. You can't block somebody in a box. No, hell no. I, I, I'm a producer, so so I, I'm like a speaker to the creative. Right. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the Professor X in that room, right? So in order for me to maximize the potential of, of the creative yeah. I'm working with, they, they cannot be mm. limited. But I also read somewhere where if you give yourself limits as a creator, you can sometimes it allows you to be more creative. You know what I mean? I mean... What, whatever again whatever works it's so much it's so people, like broad works. that you can't just say it's one thing right it, yeah, yeah. It, 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 creativity has no rules right creativity actually breaks rules right that's how we have right. everything you gotta break the rules right right you know what i'm saying so we're, we're always looking for the solution to a problem exactly i agree with you man the, the, it's a very interesting perspective because creatively from what you said you can look at it from a lot of different aspects it doesn't have to just be music you know you know what i mean yeah it can be youtube videos it could be making painting i don't right. know it's, it's it's anything and everything because there's creativity and everything there's, there's creativity in right. real estate right you have 
you have a developer and architect that has this vision for this building and then they draw right. this shit out and then they make that thing like <laughs> that's creativity right right the, the person that designed the paramount has crazy vision exactly. their vision is incredible right and they sat down and executed it holy shit i mean like that's the that's the mm. magic you can't limit him you can't be like well you can't go no higher than 30 floors it, it looked like they was trying to build Noah's Ark. I'm, I feel like I'm closer to God than I've ever mm -hmm. been. <laughs> so you're, are you religious or spiritual? I love God. I believe in God. I don't know if I'm not religious because I don't follow mm. rules. I feel like I feel like the business of religion is a business of religion that I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in anybody telling me anything. Like I don't care what anybody mm -hmm. thinks. Yeah, I don't care how they interpret the Bible. I don't care. I have my own relationship with God. We talk all day, every day. Right. Right. This entire life that I've created is through mm. Him, and my faith, and my belief, and my confidence. Mm -hmm. Right. So by God is just like a higher and power. You mean like somebody? No, God is actually like inside of me. Like I can hear. Like He literally guides my steps. Right. He's in my conscience. This is what I mean by that. I have two rules in life. If it feels right, it probably mm -hmm. is. And if it doesn't feel right, it probably mm -hmm. isn't. That's that simple. simple. You've... I'm in tune with the truth of things. I'm in tune with what it is, not what I may want it You're to be. You're in tune with it. You understand it. Yes. You feel it. I understand it. I accept it. And God has has given me strength to overcome various obstacles that I've had in right. my life. And every obstacle came with a lesson. And as you learn those lessons, once you're faced with your ultimate test that actually leads you to the next level, man, if you paid yeah. attention to all of the other obstacles, You'll pass this test with flying colors and you'll elevate to the next level. And that's exactly what happened to me. Man. Dre, that was beautiful. I, I think this is a this is a great spot to end the podcast right now. The amount of information you gave us and everybody in the world is insane. I I, I don't know how I can describe this moment. Before you joined, Dre, I was talking a lot. Me and Simon were, you know, talking about all sorts of thing, things about YouTube, about technology, about music, and all these things. Then you joined, and I was like, I'm going to listen to what he has to say, because he started talking about love and about um, the vibration of love and giving love and what makes you rich and all that stuff. And it it really got me thinking, and, and I just wanted to listen to what you had to say. And, and what you said about love... And hate and how how you want people to either love you or hate you but if they're if they're if they don't feel anything towards you then that's that's bad but if you but if people either love or hate you just by who you are by authenticity then that's that's good but you don't want people to not uh, feel anything towards you I think that's gonna definitely stick to me um, for a while that, that, that means a lot look you guys when I see you guys I see like you guys are the future like you guys are going to do such wonderful things 
because already yeah. at at your beginning, like you guys are young still, and already you're so far ahead as far as how you see the world. You know, you 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 see right. the whole thing, and it took me a long time to even get to that point. And here you guys, twenty some odd years, my junior, and you guys are going to really have huge impact. And I'm just proud to know you guys. I'm proud to be, you know, able to still connect and to yeah. share ideas with folks that are that much yeah. younger than me. And, you know, we can come together and, you know, do something your, that's really dope. Your view on, on this love thing and everything else you said, it really impacted me. I feel like, it, you know, you influenced me, right? Because now I'm going to move differently. Now I'm gonna approach people differently, and I and I not, and I'm not even just saying that. I really mean it, you know. Because the way me you too. influenced me just from the day that I met you, I was I was sitting back and I'm like, holy shit! Like there's so much I can learn here, and that's man, why that's I wanted dope, to bring man. you here Thank because you. this is forever now. You know what I mean? This, this recording wow. is forever. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. That's dope, man. So when you guys. Is when you guys are 50 years old and everything, we look back at this by hand and be like, yo, look at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Three yeah, and, and and it is a privilege to have you here, Dre. Um, I really wanted to thank you for taking the time to come here and talking to us today. It's really nice meeting you, and I'm, I'm sure everybody else really enjoyed also watching us talk. And Thank you very much for coming here. We're definitely going to share your message with more people. You impacted me and Simon and all our listeners, and we're definitely going to pass on that message to other people. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Well, yo, listen, follow, like, to all the, all, all the viewers, listeners, everyone, follow me on Instagram, at Dre Knight, and follow our company page at the, T-H-E dot, Gem Factory, okay? And... You know, follow our movements, our updates. There's a lot of exciting things happening. I'm really excited, man. I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave you guys with with this last thing. You know, and then we'll get out of here. You know, I can talk to you guys all day because I just love talking to you guys, right? Um. I. I sleep peacefully. I dream when I wake up. Mm. Saw that on your story. I woke up, that was my morning thought today. Yeah. I was like, yo, I don't really dream at night. I dream as I'm awake, like, just dream these things, you know what I'm saying? And then just do that. Then we just do that shit. <laughs> right? It's fucking awesome. When I go to sleep, I'm spent, right? Because I've been dreaming all day, bro. You know what I'm saying? And lifting them out, right? You remember the night on the rooftop? I looked at you while you were sitting with your back to the backdrop to the to the city of Miami, like from the 55th story. And I was like, wow, man, like, you don't even know how amazing you look right now. I remember. Isn't that crazy? Like, because we can't see, we've never seen ourselves. We only see reflections and photographs, yep. right? So we have these ideas of how people view us, but you never know, yeah. <laughs> right? right? So. I took a picture of you that night just so you could see it. I have it. I wanted you to see, I wanted you to see the perfection of a moment. Yeah. It's powerful, man. We, you said powerful we, can, we can't look at our physical body in third person, but we can look at ourselves in third person in our mind. Right. And I think, you know, that trips me out sometimes. 
Yes. Switch your shit. Imagine think about that shit while you do some mushrooms. And then you can you can zoom out one more time and then you're looking at yourself looking at yourself. And then that's even right. trippier. And then you know, and then some shit happens, but you know. I'm gonna link all your socials in the video here and then when we start okay. posting everything, you know, we're gonna tag you, so it's been a blessing, man. Oh man, the pleasure is all mine. Yo, I'm looking for artists. Artists, come on, holla at me. Join the gem factory, man. Let's create let's create something that's bigger than ourselves. Shop right. Thank you, man. Thank you, Thank you brothers. Y'all be good. Much. Love y'all. Peace out, man. And that's the podcast. Let me call Mark real quick. I'm, we're still live. I'm ending the live right now, guys. Thank you for watching. Oh. We're still live. I'm ending the live right now. Yeah, I know. No, I'm showing you. Okay, guys. Thank you for watching. We're live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. So everywhere. Spotify. We're, we were live for a long time. We were live for like an hour and 30 minutes. So it's time to make...